As indicated by writer Jane Levere, business travel is coming back, but only in fits and starts. Over the last few months, hotels and airlines have reported a rise in bookings for travel in the U.S. Despite the scourge of the Delta variant, travel experts remain optimistic that business travel will pick up substantially later this year and early in 2022. The return of business travel would be most welcome among airlines and hotels. While it is true that leisure travel came roaring back this summer, airlines and hotels have long depended upon business travelers for a substantial fraction of their revenues and profits. That's because business travelers often make their plans at the last minute and therefore can be counted on to pay more for seats and rooms than their leisurely counterparts. Here's the challenge. In addition to introducing the Delta variant, the lingering pandemic has upended the notion that travel is necessary to conduct business. It's just not clear how much business will be conducted via Zoom and other online platforms and how much will be completed the old-fashioned way, in person, on golf courses, and with a handshake. According to the U.S. Travel Association, business travel is only expected to be half 2019 levels during 2021's final quarter. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. By their very nature, certain businesses are seasonal. These businesses attract far more clientele during certain parts of the year than others. As indicated by writers Patricia Cohen and Sidney Ember, among these businesses are landscapers, amusement parks, beachfront restaurants, crab trappers in Maryland, and many other enterprises. Accordingly, these businesses tend to offer more employment opportunities during certain parts of the year. Many Americans seek year-round employment. So to help cobble together labor forces, these seasonal businesses often turn to foreign workers. The scramble for these temporary guest workers was intense prior to the pandemic as unemployment edged lower and tensions regarding immigration policy ratcheted higher. The pandemic made matters more difficult by first halting and then seriously constraining the flow of foreign workers. President Biden responded to frantic pleas from small businesses in the spring by choosing not to renew a pandemic-related suspension of the J-1 visa program. That program supplies short-term visas designed for foreign students who come to America to work and travel. Shortly thereafter, the Biden administration raised the quota on temporary visas under the H-2B visa program for temporary non-agricultural workers. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. On March 11th of this year, President Biden signed the American Rescue Plan Act, another federal stimulus program designed to help the nation recover from the pandemic-induced recession. Among other things, that plan includes $350 billion in money for state and local governments. For many communities, this represents nothing short of a windfall. Indeed, this amount of money is so significant that many policymakers are concerned that much of it could be squandered. Accordingly, some governments are asking their citizens how they would like to see these resources utilized. Take Richmond, Virginia as an example. As indicated in a recent Bloomberg article, that city has turned to SurveyMonkey to garner opinions from its stakeholders. Using a web page that can be accessed via a QR code, Richmond acquired many ideas from which to choose, with approximately 750 people responding during the survey's initial two days. Rockland County, a suburb of New York, received hundreds of responses regarding how officials there should use its $63 million allocation. One commenter indicated that, quote, I want to see money spent on sidewalks, sidewalks, and more sidewalks, close quote. One suspects that many others have different priorities. 
for WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall. I'm Aniban Basu. The surge in home prices that has been unleashed in part by behavioral shifts accompanying the pandemic shows little signs of abating. Home prices have expanded over the past year as low interest rates and increased remote work spur demand for larger units and home ownership. At the same time, the inventory of homes available for sale has declined as would-be sellers cancel or delay their plans to move. Homes that manage to hit the market often trigger bidding wars and sell quickly. As indicated by writer Nicole Friedman, home prices rose in virtually every corner of America during the second quarter as robust demand continued to overwhelm the paucity of homes available for sale. While it is true that the home buying frenzy has begun to soften a bit in recent months, home price growth has yet to moderate. According to data from the National Association of Realtors, the median sales price for existing single-family homes was higher during the second quarter in 182 out of 183 metropolitan areas. In 94% of these metropolitan areas, median prices rose by more than 10% from a year earlier. During the second quarter, the median price for a single-family home nationally rose 23% to about $358,000. That's a record high. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. Weddings are back in style. Last year, as the pandemic ravaged the economy and people lacked vaccines that are available today, America's wedding industry was crushed. According to the Wedding Report, approximately 1.3 million marriages transpired in the U.S. last year. That compares with the 2.1 million weddings that typically transpire. What's more, many of last year's weddings were micro-weddings, with just a handful of guests, if there were any at all. As indicated by writer Gina Smialik, while the number of marriages has not quite returned to normal this year, the segment is rebounding rapidly. Industry insiders forecast that next year, the number of weddings will surge to the highest level since the 1980s as engaged couples who have been waiting out the lingering pandemic finally tie the knot. The boom in weddings may not be the start of a longer-term trend, however. The rate of people getting married has been on the decline for decades and hit a record low of 6.1 per 1,000 people in 2019. At the turn of the millennium, there are more than eight new marriages per 1,000 people. The longer-term decline in weddings has coincided with declines in American fertility, which also hit a new low prior to the pandemic's onset. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu.